What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Well, well, Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. It's 10 a.m. Definitely not my favorite time. I have to say, usually I'm okay with it, and I am sleepy beepy today. It's um, interesting. Well, uh, trauma, drama, honey. But as I said, (laughs) we did speak a little yesterday. Um, I didn't feel surprised or traumatized. I was like, this was on the docket. It was definitely on the docket, and this was this thing that, you know, it was a real, like, as a friend of mine was like, well, it'll, you know, this was two months ago when I think I said, I, I, wow, this is crazy. I feel like Joe Biden is going to win. And my friend was like, yes. And then it'll be a complete civil war from DC Hmm. to below, which I was like, I don't know. You should visit upstate sometime. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, the first it was on the docket absolutely and you know i remember saying to jeremy i was like how this is like uh when the election was coming in in november and he was like oh it'll be like storming the capitol <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's funny yesterday i w- i wanted to get a haircut which was thrilling it's the first Ooh. real haircut i have had since march from that place on 19th yes. street and then as I was right. walking home, I got a text from Harriet who was like, isn't this crazy? And I was mm. like, I, is she talking about an email that we got? Because I was like, I had already... Because had, had you already seen the news about Georgia? I'd already seen the noise about the noise, the news about Georgia and the news about storming the Capitol. And I was like, oh, okay. wait, is that crazy? Because I was like, that was what was going to happen today. They were going to like try to certify the votes and there was going to be a riot and they were going to like storm the Mm -hmm. Capitol. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's funny when I think about like four and a half years ago, I remember like going upstate to do something, apple picking or something. And that was the first time that it dawned on me. Like, Oh, they're like, what am I trying to say? Wicked This Way Comes? What's that song from Harry Potter? <laughs> well, I mean, there's an incredible movie called Something Wicked oh, This Way Oh, thank comes. you. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Incredible. Um, well, I mean, which comes from Macbeth, by the uh, way. Because there's this, the three witches right before they meet Macbeth go, by the pricking in my thumbs, something wicked this I see. Way well, comes. as far as I'm concerned, it's just a song that the kids sing in a Harry Potter music. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, and so I went upstate and I saw, I saw Trump signs every which way as like, you know. Well, you were up vis- with me because we were doing the show. It, well, that's one of the reasons I would have been upstate, but there are other reasons. No, no. no, no <laughs> but I remember being like, uh, my whole worldview shifted in that moment. Uh-huh. And then in the last... Uh-huh few days or few weeks, I have to say, like, it's, it's some of the first days where I felt like, it's okay. Like, that, that, seeing those signs was a little bit unmooring, and now I feel better. 
Um, I feel better. Because... Not completely, but I feel better because it seems like there's a lot more transparency. We, we, we understand exactly what's going on, you know, and we understand that this country is very divided, you know, we... I guess it always has been. It just was made just so much more clear when when I realized that people could in good conscience vote for Donald Trump. I was like, something, something's wrong. Right, right. When you were like, oh, oh, yes, yes, racism. Exactly. Right, right. Um, uh, And... uh, Yes, the the Nazi, all the Nazis, um, sweatshirts. <laughs> I mean, my God, that the photo of that guy wearing that, um, like the Auschwitz symbol sweatshirt while on his, you know, while talking on his iPhone <laughs> at the Capitol. I mean, there were so many images that were, that will go into, um, and this is this thing. I mean, I think of God. Remember when the when there was all of those teachers in the South who were like, um, "We want to change the history book." <laughs> they remember what this? were they trying to change? And they oh, they didn't want to. They were like, "Well, slavery wasn't really. <laughs> it's not like how you say." They're it like, was. "We don't want to have to teach. It's too embarrassing." Um. Well, they were, or, and then they were also. I mean, I think the thing that is difficult, you know, and. And what's the the difference between, you know, there's many differences where you and I enter this, but in terms of, for myself, as someone with PTSD, non-consensual reality is incredibly triggering. What does that mean? It means that these people are functioning in a reality that is not a a consensual reality. They're... When someone is um, violent, uh, is a bully, is, you know, from everything from storming the Capitol to beating someone up to murdering someone to raping someone, that is non-consensual reality. And um, I, I think also seeing these people who are so clearly... Dis- mentally disturbed be met with such very, very little uh, police resistance. Yes. I, I did. Th- I had been thinking about this a little bit and not to defend the police because it's very clear that they were ushering people <laughs> into the Capitol. Um, oh, no. And Reed hung up. Let's see what happened to Reed. It's hard. It's hard for her. Let's see. She was able to drink her coffee and talk on the phone. It's technology is my friend, and for you, it's a different story. But it's a uh, you know. It's well, fine. we have di- we have different technological skills, and you're very good at talking on the phone. It's one of your specialities. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and unless I'm not, and then I'm really not. Are good at talking on the phone. Mm. I know. I mean, sometimes you know, you're very, very bad at it. <laughs> some, well, sometimes I don't have that in me. Mm. I mean, we're in a plague. We're in a a full, um, you know, looking at. I I don't know. I mean, I how many times can one hope for America to hit its bottom, and um, 
Yeah. Oh, I remember we were talking about police resistance, etc. The uh, lack of, I mean. Right. And how the police were sort of ushering people into in. the capital. It's a, into. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I will say, not to defend the police, but we, we're looking at these photographs of like, you know, giant groups of armed guards on the Capitol during Black, Life, Black Lives Matter protests, uh-huh. etc. I mean, I, I, those protests were, then this is meant to be, this is a good thing. We're so much bigger. We're so much more profound. We're nationwide. Like those protests mattered because they were actually, they actually represented the people of this country. This protest and, and infiltration of the Capitol yesterday didn't represent the country. It was a small group of people. And, you How know. How small was it? I don't know, but I don't think it nearly approached what we've looked at in terms of, you know, the Women's March and Black Lives Matter and things that actually are deployed for good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think of, um, I, I think of uh, how it only really takes one person for an act of extreme terrorism. And all it would have taken is for just one of those people to have a bomb on themselves and blow the Capitol up. So it's very true. The fact that the police let them, I mean, let anyone in, regardless of size, if it had been one person, that person would have been shot. So there's some kind of, uh, I mean, that's the question for really, you know, DC and the federal government to look at is just, how much uh, collaboration was there here. And Mm. uh, because they knew it was coming. Donald Mm. Trump was like, my minions will arrive. And um, I'm just like, was there some channel of communication? Because it's just too fucking weird. And it was really, really weird to watch police officers moving aside barricades. Uh Uh-huh. Instead of, like, rubber bulleting and tear gassing these people back, back, back. Like they did it was for really the people like... sitting on the <laughs> fucking ground. It was like they were cutting a ribbon for people to go into a new department uh-huh. store or to go in for a nice tour yeah, of the, a museum. If the police were curious about, you know, what we're talking about in terms of abolishment, it's... um. It's this kind of behavior. It is this. And we see you. We have your mm. we have your faces. We have your names. I mean, my God, the if like if the Capitol isn't right now being swept through and ha- like having all those phones fingerprinted to like go and find those people, it says it all. Like, you know, it's know. it is terrorism. So mm. um if it's not treated as such, then we this country does continue to show itself in all of its white supremacist glory, and um, it is it is divided. I'm like that is that's this country. It's like it's built on genocide and slavery and the death cult of capitalism, and it's mm. it's hit its reckoning. I hope. I mean, but that I say that in a kind of like one would have hoped that would have happened at numerous times in our mm-hmm. nation's <laughs> history. So, um, I don't know. It doesn't I seem so. 
I, I do, uh, you know, when I look at it, I would say that I would agree that, well, it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess I can be like, it is the minority, but still when I look at how many people voted for Trump, a lot of people voted for Trump, but the, the, what we saw yesterday were not, I do not think was represent representative of the majority of those people. I think what we, cause you know, l- what if we assume, which is not that the Senate and the, and the house of representatives are representative of the, their constituents, you know, they for in large part were very much against what happened yesterday. And in, in, in a majority voted against um, blocking the confirmation of electoral votes. So maybe our government is working a little bit. Mm. I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> it is. It was, it, I have to say like, it was encouraging to watch that Senate hearing last night and watch over half of the dissenting senators change their tune because of what happened. I was like, yes, something extremely violent had to happen for you to wake up and not lie, but at least you're doing it. At least you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, or at, at least trying to like save, you know, the last bit of their skin. Um, and it's uh, in terms of whatever skin they're trying to keep in the game. Um, but I, yeah, I am. Um, I I think there's something too of the the Congress members who had encouraged it, encouraged, incited all of this. I mean, they need to be, mm-hmm. they'll have to be removed as well. I mean, so, but it's that's like me being like, oh, come on, Mike Pence, honey, do the do the right thing. God still loves you, honey. You have one last chance before you burn in hell. Do the twenty fifth. It is sort of remarkable that whenever any of these people do like one thing that's lawful or, (laughs) or seemingly good, you're like, huh, maybe they are okay. Yeah. Well, not me. I continue to be like, "Mm." (laughs) I think this is your, I think this is your, it's my uh, issue. I think this is your, um, no, no, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them. I think, I think they're tactical. and I wasn't swayed by Lindsey Graham's song and dance yesterday on the Senate floor. No, her 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 marching back and forth monologue, as you called it. Maybe she has um. What's that? What's that when you have trouble sitting a lot? Anxious leg so, syndrome. No. Well, Let's do another one. Sciatica. Maybe she has sciatica. I don't yeah. know. I think, as you said, she was just giving her best Tennessee Williams performance. You know, that's true. And uh, I, so many monologues. Yes, was, that's what you called this editor's love. Yeah, last I do night. hope. I hope a lot of them got good agents after got, last night's Got agents after their um, senator showcase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, their definitely senator that. showcase. I only got to see one or two of the lying senators who were trying to get the votes discounted, one of whom was from Missouri. He's the one who outside the Capitol prior to the hearing was like fist pumping for the rioters. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he, I was, he did a, he did an excellent performance because, you know, lying is, lying is, a, is hard. <laughs> and he, and he lied about, I didn't see his, what did he say? 
Oh, he just did a whole like legalese speech about like how the Constitution allows for this audit because X, Y, and Z and how the Pennsylvania mail-in ballot shouldn't have been allowed because X, Y, like it was just like all this nonsense. And then another a senator from, I think, Pennsylvania, like, was right after him and was like, no. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it just, it's a real, yeah, it's, it's a real, um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a real what have you. I, I think it's fun to watch government in action in that room. I mean, it gets boring, but it is kind of fun. What about, um, did you see Mary Miller uh, outside during the, or incoming con- congresswoman? I don't know who, who Mary Miller is. She's an incoming congresswoman, and um, she was uh, speaking to the protesters about, like, the good work they were doing. And she said, Hitler got one thing right. Mm-hmm. When you and have the that? youth, you have the power. Oh, my. And she is an <gasps> incoming Congresswoman, she's been elected. To From be in what Congress. state? I can't remember. I was only able to remember her name, and then I like you know blacked out in trauma. Like I was just like, uh, what? I was like, I, I mean, uh, whoa, 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 it is absolutely like, no, honey, I'm so sorry. You are fired. Like that, quoting Hitler. Uh, no, people never get fired. It is, and that's, you know, what feels so utterly, for me, that's like the trauma, the disappointment. That is what this whole presidency has felt like. It's like a rapist getting away with it. And Yeah, it's interesting to have watched somebody violate so many fireable, or like, what am I trying to say? He performed so many fireable offenses. He... He began this presidency He as he was going to, you know, you know, in one of those debates he was like i could stand in fifth avenue with a gun and shoot someone and still be president and it was like here you are absolutely correct he was right and that's you know with that kind of with the collusion of all of these racists um he has uh maintained his power and that for me uh is what america uh, needs to deal with, and maybe this is America's chance. I mean, we forget. I think, I mean, I forget about all the many, many, many things he's done over the past four years, at which point you would think, oh, now he's fired. Well, at least the first couple years, I would think, oh, he's going to get fired. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as time wore on, you know, you became numb to these atrocious behaviors because he would just do them and he'd be like, well, he's not going to get fired because he never does. It is Um, literally the trauma of being bullied. I mean, the, I don't know how to, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the divergence in our history as we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, but I mean, the people who like beat me up or like spit on me or, you know, did whatever there, there wasn't a consequence. It was, I was asked to ignore it, maybe butch myself up, um, try to fit in. What is today's date? Is it the seventh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The seventh. Okay. So tomorrow, when you're listening to this, it's the eighth. So Um, that's even better for you because it means I think only 12 more days till he's, I mean, 
gone, quotations, he'll never be gone, Can you imagine just another, like, two weeks of this, though? It's like... It took... We waited and waited and waited and waited. It's just that... He needs to be removed. This person cannot do their job. But the thing is, he could never do the fucking job. No, so, he's never been able to do it. No. What does it matter? Let's just like, oh. don't even bother going through proceedings. I mean, whatever. Or do, because it would at least be like fun to watch. He right? abs- I absolutely feel that there can be so much more violence and chaos that he can incite in the next 12 days. And I fully believe he is planning on doing that. Wow. I think yesterday could look like a very light day compared to sure. Well, he could start to ask for that terrorism to like happen throughout America. Right. Why have it happen at the Capitol? I mean, you know, most people don't live right there, you know? So yeah, he could call for it to happen more um, in your community. Yeah. Do you I mean, know people are... who voted against me? Go find them and kill them. He could say oh, that. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh-huh. Do you know, Um, they are a very, they're a festive group, I'll say. They do, they dress up. They do costumes. It is like Renaissance fair gone wrong. Like it it's is literally that. That's it, correct. It is so. I mean, I the woman with the piano scarf. Piano really, scarf is an icon. Really, goodness. I mean, Elliot Glazer, who's, uh, you know, from Broad City. It's uh, Alana's brother. Um, posted her and wrote, "Shelley Duvall could never." Wow. Which was really, it was like, this I mean, is a role, was, like, I don't know who she could play. She was sobbing, covered in mace. And then the interviewer was just like, what are you crying about? She was like, what do you mean? I got maced. <laughs> He's like, well, what, what were you doing? She was like, it's a revolution. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was, it was really, it was really. I was like, look around, honey. It's not a revolution. It was really, the piano scarf. I mean, my God, that one. I mean, of course, the guy dressed as, like, you know, some sort of, like, Viking... Braveheart, what have you. What have you. Uh, I mean, just, like, whatever that whatever kind of drag she was going for. But it was really the nuance of the piano scarf that got me. I, 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 just, I will say, I, I, watching these crazy people kind of like want roam the chambers of the Capitol and you get to see pictures and footage of them and they, they look as surprised as we are. <laughs> they're kind of like, oh my, they're like, what? I'm like at a desk. It was incredible. The woman at someone's desk holding her vape and trying to figure out the phone was... <laughs> was really good. I mean, I also have to say, honey, this is meth. Like, oh, mm. like we this this country's drug psychosis. You know, if like you can't get a hold of your opioids, but you can make meth, like it's just this country has an opioid addiction. This country is like riddled with meth. And when I saw those people, I was like, did anyone see winter's bone? Cause it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and I think, uh, 
it's just... What's hard for me, whatever, like, I don't even, like, care about myself in this narrative. It's just this thing of seeing these people who it's, like, I grew up with (laughs) and feeling like I'll get away. And it's, like, there's no getting away. This is America. And this is it. And I'm so glad. I can't wait. I cannot wait to live in New York City again. I am that bitch who's, like... It's the only place I want to live in this country. And, um, because I feel safe there. And yeah, New York is really good. I really like it here. I've never felt unsafe here. Me either. I've never. You know, the one time I felt unsafe, um, like in my body, in a place. I know that's, is that crazy to say as a 40 year old person? I mean, obviously, there's been times where I've, like, slipped on a rock and been like, I'm unsafe. Uh But um, been made to feel unsafe by another person was when I lived in Calgary. So, you know, it's it's better for people to live in um, amazing cities. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the problem of, like, metropolitanism and, like... There is this issue of, like, well, what do we do from the city to... Because I'm, I'm like, I do want to get to that little queer kid saying I'm half boy, half girl in Wisconsin, which was me. You know, it's like I, do, I don't forget about where I came from or who's there, who doesn't feel like they fit there. And like, how do these places grow up uh, to switch to a TV show? And we can come back, of course, to I mean, everyone's inundated with current events. So let's talk about Veneno. Um, which I only watched the first episode, so don't tell me more. You know, there were supposed to be more episodes, but because of COVID, it had to stop. Oh, that's fascinating. Interesting. And it's all a true story. It has, yes, it has this, um, as you go, you'll see it, it has this sort of interesting, artful trajectory. Mm -hmm. And there is a point in the series at which you're like, is, it feels over and then it's not over. And, it's because they do this like non-linear storytelling but my goodness what a wonderful show what extraordinary casting and how groundbreaking to watch a show that depicts people and and it feels almost matter of fact completely i i mean i only saw the first episode and the scene where the uh the young woman who's realizing she's a woman comes mm-hmm. to visit Veneno who had seen Veneno on the TV as a child and Veneno mm-hmm. is so kind and I lost my mind I have not cried I could not I was it s- is s- sobbing the it's most profound so beautiful. scene to watch Veneno like both receive their love and give like immense love immense to them. Love. It was extraordinary. I, and, and I said this to Jeremy, I remember my mother had, when she had her first stroke and I was visiting her in the hospital and I already felt like, you know, somehow this must be my fault for being queer. And there was uh, a trans woman on TV and, but it was, you know, filtered through some nightmare like Jerry Springer or something. And I felt so afraid because I was like, well, 
I, re- I relate to that and I don't know what to do with that. And the way that this show holds that experience in such a beautiful way, as well as like, of course, that, you know, you, you like the girlfriend who's like, I see you, I see you as you are. Mm. Um, it was just, the show is stunning. And I remember getting to New York and being able to like, sit under the stage of Studio 54, I think at the time, or it was called the Kit Kat Club with, and I had like become friends with this woman named Penelope Tuesday. And that's how I met Marie Hill. And then I'd like, like sit with Sophia Lamar and Amanda Lepore while we like smoked under a stage and they would tell these stories that were just, that was my entrance into New York. And Sophia's on the show. I'm excited to get to her and it's, um, it's so beautiful. I love this show so much. I can't, I, I can only watch one gonna... episode like a day because I cry. Like, well, no, it's going to, you won't, it changes the, the mood of the show shifts. It's not so like, um, sentimental as you move forward. It gets, you know, violent and it gets funny and it gets very performative, but the casting is so extraordinary and disor- very disorienting because at a certain point you're like, how many people are playing Christina Lavaneno? It's so mm. confusing because you're like, is this one person? Mm. Because there's a part of you that's like, it could be. This could be one person with just like an incredible makeup team. <laughs> but... I don't Eventually, think so. <laughs> it was no. I don't it's think not. After so. watching the first episode, I was like, "Whoa!" It was so. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just uh, and the friendship between Paka and Veneno is just. It's, it's wonderful. It's one. It's my favorite TV show. I mean, I think I've only seen the first episode, but like since. Watchmen, I've really been like, mm. I mean, I love my brilliant friend, also excru- excruciatingly painful to watch. Um, and well, Veneno also has like that kind of TV music that's like very effective at being like make you cry kind of music. And you're like, may- wow. Well, the, also the way the music's done of it being of them when they have a big experience, when the teens like are getting to the apartment or getting in and then this like huge sweeping music will play and then it'll just be like the sounds of the street. Yeah, you don't find that like television shows have such big scores like that. It's it's interesting. It's it is it's so beautiful and warm and hot and um it's really good. It's really good. It's really Everybody good. Everybody watch Veneno. It's important and it's, it's really really important. It'll be a television show that'll like, you know, actually participate in shifting people's gaze. It's really amazing. And yeah, in a very necessary way. And in, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's my fave. Um, oh, to calm down from, um, uh, you know, the, uh, terrorism in the capital. I watched this old movie last night called um, 
murder on the Nile because it's being turned into a new, it's being remade. It's uh, as a film or as a series. It's being remade as a film with Gal Gadot as the lead wealthy heiress who's evil, who gets killed. Um, oh, and then boy. it's a whodunit by Kenneth Branagh, you know, where he plays the Oh, because he like, Poirot. He, really, he loves to ruin a um, Poirot thing. He loves to ruin it. I, I just, I really can't imagine that, that it. The studios even are allowing him to make this movie after the failure of the Orient Express. Is, but was that a um, box office failure? I, good good question. Do you know what I mean? One and has, like, just feels it has to be after you've seen it on a plane and you're like, tea, is honey. this actually a movie? Why are there so many famous people in it? And, well, not only, well, I mean, and in, so in uh, Murder on the Nile, there, Maggie Smith plays the uh, uh, servant to Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. And in the remake... It will be um, French and Saunders. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Set. Well, I mean, so, Kenneth Branagh at least has some um, good friends. Well, he was like, oh, this will be funny if we do it this way. That And who's is is Don French, Betty Davis? We don't know. Uh, yes. Yes. Wait, I'm trying to remember which one's which. Don French is the heavy one. And I mean, yeah, Don French is the heavy one. Don French um, is the servant. Oh, wow. Okay. And Jennifer Saunders. That's right. And Jennifer Saunders Saunders is Betty Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the servant is, is, is way more like, it's time for your nap. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, and Betty, and Betty Davis is like, I can't wait to take you to someplace hotter. (laughs) Um, you know, they like absolutely hate each other, but like kind of that's their relationship. Be, who else is going to be in the remake? Well, Gal Gadot's the, the evil heiress. Um, Just say the T, say the T at the end of her name. Gal Gadot. There you um, go. <laughs> and thank you. Army Hammer plays her husband. I'm not against it. Uh, who she has stolen from her sister, who is played by that really beautiful like, girl from Sex Education who lives in the trailer. Remember that TV show? Did you see that TV show? I I watched, like, this is the one with Gillian Anderson. Uh I watched, like, one one episode. It was impossible. It was was pretty (laughs) impossible to watch that show. Um, It was too, too much, too much. It was too much. It it was. So there was an episode that I really, really cried in um, where a girl had been... Uh, assaulted by a man on the bus and she's afraid, but she has to take the bus because of just her income level. And there she goes to get on the bus and all of the girl, all of the girls from the show show up, whether they've been like friends or not. Um, And they get on the bus with her. And I was like, what? Sobbing. (laughs) I mean, it was just, it's, uh, it's nice when people are nice. Honey, I just, can people please be kind? And um, they're like, now. <laughs> and they seem to be like, no. Um, and uh, anyhow, so she, that, she plays the sister who is, 
I mean, I can, I know the whole story, so, but I mean, I don't want to tell She, like, loses. Well, don't tell the story. Just tell us the casting. We're just asking for casting. Um. Uh, there's, like, a psycho doctor who's played by Russell Brand, so that's going to be hard. Hey. Um. And I can't remember. Much I mean, more talking, of speaking of Nazis, I mean, Kenneth Branagh let that Nazi ballet dancer in Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, pollution? Yes, Sergei Pollution. Sergei Pollution. Sergei Pollution, who literally <laughs> has like concentric swastikas tattooed on the center of his torso. Uh, I know. He's. He absolute. needs to not be allowed to work. He needs to be put away. I mean, <laughs> it's this thing. I'm like, if someone, so like we round up all these Nazis, right? After World War II and put them on trial and put them away. And even now, go, go to find them in their 90s. Go to like see where they're hiding out in Argentina and um, find them and put them in jail. And then people <laughs> tattoo swastikas on their stomach and are like, I'm a Nazi. And we're like, oh, well, here is $12 million. <laughs> oh, would you like to be in a movie even yeah. though you can't act? And would you like another guesting at this strange Russian ballet company so, to come and do Giselle, what have you? Completely. Like, Knock it off. Knock it off and put him in jail. Like, well, they don't care. They don't care in Russia. I mean. I mean, honey. They don't, they don't care. I mean, T. But, like, she shouldn't be. Well, but. She shouldn't get to leave there and be in a movie. Well, know? they're basically, I mean, over there, they're like, well, they, in the West, you know, they, they said he's a rapist, but we didn't see him rape anyone. So, you know, he can come on stage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. <sighs> Sergey Poon I mean, raped I, someone? No, no, no. I was being, that was hypothetical. Oh, uh-huh. Right. I see. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if he had. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's not start rumors. I'm not going to start rumors. He's just trash and should be in a men. I mean, should be in a mental ward or prison. I don't know. Or let let a jury getting, decide. May, be getting a lot of excellent outpatient therapy. Outpatient. I don't think I'm ready for her to just have outpatient. Well, think- because it doesn't seem like Sergei Plunin is violent. We don't know that he's, you know, beaten anybody. So mm. he's see. just... You know, he represents bad things, things we don't like. You don't like it. <laughs> yes, well, in consensual reality, <laughs> the answer is he's wrong. And um, that uh, we, I, my, my God, there's no debate around, <laughs> around Nazis. Period, the end. No debate. No debate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yes. So, and, and to like, get back to this, this Congresswoman, sorry, girl, you, you have to go. You have to go. That's it. It's just it. Mary Miller, you're she's out. She's listening. Mary, Mary, I know that you spent a long time going to college and, and hoping to be an actress and having that not work out. Right. So then you became, you went on, you know, speech and debate team and you absolutely slayed, honey. 
you yeah. slayed and now you're in Congress, right. but now you have to leave. You have to leave, honey. <laughs> you have to leave and, and, um, uh, and, and read other books. Also, just everyone, if you have a therapist who agrees with you, get a new one. <laughs> this is for everybody. <laughs> because um, just every everyone needs to, we all just need, I, I mean, and that's also part of, I, you know, forever fatigue for, for those of us who've been in therapy for a really long time as a way to deal with the severe uh, trauma that we had, have. And um, doing all that work and then being like, wow, and then look at all these people who just really not only don't do any work, but like do the really opposite worst. Like Mm. just like are so and get away with it. Yeah. I want to know how many people were arrested yesterday. I'm very curious about this part of human human nature that where people put a lot of energy into wishing the worst for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, just go home. Watch a TV <laughs> show. Like, just like focus on yourself. You're okay. It's okay. Well, oh. that's the thing is they, they don't feel, they're either not okay or they don't feel okay. And that feeling they feels feel very okay real. Because they have all this misplaced anger and you're like, you're angry at a thing that doesn't exist. Right. Right. Well, and also it was, and who knows what sort of like psychotic abuse they went through while being told it was the fault of, you know. Us. Right. Any, like anyone from Well, the, not us. Black people more specifically. Probably. Definitely black people and gay people and Jewish people and. Yeah. And, and certainly like women. Yesterday was, like, kind of a great day. I mean, yes, a weird, a a lady got shot on the steps of the Capitol, and, like, senators had to hide under their desks, which was sort of major. But then, you know, there was this wonderful thing that happened in Georgia. Let's, let's, let's shift the focus over there, because Lord knows I can talk about what I hate forever. Um, Oh... My God, uh, well, Stacy like, Abrams and Fair Fight Action. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And watching Kelly Leffler, as I said, eat her humble pie. Or what did I initially? You I said. Understand. Well, first you said she had to. Eat, she had to take her humble pill. She had to take her humble. You pill. were like you were so well because you did what Harriet had done to you when you texted me. You said, "Are you watching this?" And I thought you definitely must have meant. The the people from the capital, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 RuPaul's Drag Race, and um, I but, thought watching the Capitol ten hours later. <laughs> yeah, I was like, read because you you texted me at like ten or something, and I and it had begun at three, and I was like, I saw that. I already had to like take a big walk. I I talked to my analyst. I have like done the things. What? Where were you? And. Um, and then you were like, no, the monologues, the Senate monologues, the Senate, <laughs> the, what is it? What am I calling it today? The Senate showcase. Senate and showcase. The Senate showcase. Oh my God. Am I going to get into William Morris? And, um, <laughs> um, for my, 
for my classical, I've chosen racism. And for my contemporary, <laughs> I've chosen liberalism. And um, uh, it's this real... Um, anyhow, so you talked about... And for my like, song, I'll be singing Yankee Doodle Dance. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. <laughs> that and I've decided to include Holly Hunter's dance number from Miss Firecracker. That Thank is you. incredible. That is incredible. And then some of them were like, oh, what is that incredible movie with Kristen Dunst where they you know, and um, that woman from Cheers is like the evil mother who like gets incinerated Curse, on the float oh, at the end. Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous with uh, Christy Alley. Yeah. Uh, that movie's so good. And can you imagine if like seven of them were like, we're going to recreate the um, pageant. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Where good. they come out with the National Monuments. Wait, speaking of Kirsten Dunst for a second. Uh-huh. I know you like that. I'm obsessed with her. Uh-huh. Um, I've been putting myself to sleep in the evenings with um, melancholia, no, 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 oh. with with twenty minute um, videos from America's Test Kitchen. Okay, and you know this was a show that used to be a companion show to um, Cooks Illustrated, which is an exceptional cooking periodical. Okay, and it used to be run by, or at least the face of the whole thing used to be this guy. Um, James Kimball or something Kimball and he got me to and like is no longer there. So his two kind of like side women, um, Bridget Lancaster and Julia. Is this something. from Bon Appetit? No. Oh, okay. Julia something. Mm-hmm. Um, they do these things where they like kind of they'll show a recipe, but the other one will be standing there listening as if she doesn't know, has never heard it. She's like, mm, interesting, smells great. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them looks like old or old Kirsten Dunst. And I was like, this like Kirsten Dunst has to play this person in some kind of movie about America's Test Kitchen, <laughs> which is a fascinating film. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, the, the jury's the out on that for me about the fascinating film. But look, if she's in it, I'll watch it because um, I've totally. seen everything she's in. I am excited that she has the rights to the bell jar. Um, I'm very curious how she's going to handle some of uh, that book. And um, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, she's. Look, honey, her performance as Justine is truly one of the things that continues to get me through a lot. So thank you, KD. Um, wait, before that, the monologues, the Senate showcase, the that, the that, the ah, uh, at Georgia. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Mitch McConnell thank you, is... A cancer. Thank God for. So I have a question. Uh huh. Does Mitch McConnell then just like go to a different seat? He just like goes over to the left or whatever and like sits down. Um. He just won't be center stage anymore. Right. right. Okay. Right. She is not uh, the Senate leader, honey. It's literally just we need you to go over to quarter. Go over to quarter and move up stage, honey. Oh, my God, honey. It is absolutely that. Um, Three feet to the left. And then, yep, six feet back up. Thank you so much. Yep, you can sit right there. Okay. um, 
Jennifer, are you on headset? So I can't see Mitch. I can't see Mitch. So if you want to, you know what? Let's just leave the lights out on that part of the stage. That's fine. She looks hideous. We'll just, um, okay. All right. <laughs> um, up next, we need, so now we need to light John and uh, the Reverend and, um, uh, and bring in the down. spotlight. Bring in a pale blue gel for Chuck Schumer. <laughs> well, if I'm lighting the show, of course. But you know, I think just she, I think a she touch needs of pink. I, a she, touch of pink to remove the green. I absolutely think that Chuck Schumer needs like a touch of pink. Like I would if yeah. I'm if I'm gonna light her right, I'm probably gonna put I would put in like a an orange gel. I think on her, quite frankly. I think if you did like color science, it really would be just a pale pink, just to like. I think it would pull out some of the green in his skin. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. He is a very... Mm, he looks gray-green is the color I would describe him. Well, she's definitely on... She's had a tough time of it the last... It's I mean, been really stressful. That they Oof. go there, that they have to go there, see With those people, people and see those people. Honey, if oh. you are in a hostile workplace environment, picture that. However, what they're getting paid, a lot. they they are getting paid a lot. If and I was paid are, that you know, much, paid a lot more than what they're getting paid, you know. Well, I mean, that's why they were all like, "This was a fraud," because they needed their constituents to send them money, oh, even Ted though Cruz, Ugh, he, he is so is ugly, so Ugh. ugly. You know that he's uh, rotten to the core by looking like that. He is. Absolutely. He looks, it's in his, you know, and it's in his eyes. It's in his eyes. They, they just don't have souls. It's like they are definitely yoked into right. the merciless employ of Satan. And, um, or some other like, even like worse, dark, empty, hollow entity. And, um, Yeah. They are, oh. but John, let's get back. Let's get back. We have to get back to, to the pros. gorgeous John and the Reverend. It is. Oof, honey. I mean, I have to say like John Ossoff, I mean, is, is, he's a looker. It's pretty. It's, it's a lot. He, it's a lot. And I'm really glad that he got into his primal rage and served it at Purdue in some of those. Like, the way he would look at Purdue. Did you ever watch any of their debates? Or I like feel one. like they didn't have a debate. They only had that one. Because Senator Purdue was like, no, I can't. Was he sick or he just didn't want to? I think after that one, he didn't want to. Because John was just like, how dare you? You knew about COVID and you, like, shifted your stocks and you let this all happen. You're a murderer. I'm going to watch that. And John looks so mad. And you're like, I'm your ride or die, honey. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever he wants. Absolutely will do whatever the Reverend wants. I believe in his God. And um, Stacey Abrams. Bless you. Bless your soul. The endless work that we I have asked. If Stacey Abrams can be the president. Can you imagine? That's my dream. It's, it's what she deserves. It is what she deserves. It's what she deserves. Yeah. I really, oh my God, that can happen in my lifetime. I did a gift. I did a gift for you. Did you donate to Stacey Abrams? Mm, well, 
<laughs> I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Because <laughs> there was a moment where there was a flurry of donations, but I don't rem- recall. Uh-huh. I definitely <clears throat> donated to her in Fair Fight. Um, and, oh, that's very good. And did, um, you know, one a, of those, a like... A flurry of $5 donations. <laughs> and then, like, one of those, like, short... There was phone banking that Adam Chandler Barrett was getting together and... Um, Wait, Jack, back. Uh-huh. A gift. A gift for you. A gift. Did you make me? So what I really want mm-hmm. for my birthday, which is February 1st, from you, mm-hmm. is a bodysuit that looks like an oil slick. Why? I just I just think it'd be so fun. I don't know. I mean, where am I going to wear it? But, oh, well, we have to talk about this anyway, because I have a show coming up, and you and I do need to have a conversation about that. Um, but that's not for the podcast. It's real? You actually have a show? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. After all this time of having disappeared yourself. Oh, well, I always knew that the show was going to happen. I thought I told you about it. Maybe I didn't. That'd be so like me. Um, yeah. Show. It, it, later. It, I mean, I, right. it'll be in 21. It's um, maybe. I mean, we'll see what happens. At a theater? No. Oh. <laughs> At a museum. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, no. I did a gift for you because I I did, um, I absorbed something. I watched something. You watched. <gasps> did you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I did. I did it for you. Thank you. Uh, uh, did you love it? <laughs> I, it was shocking. That's for sure. I think that because show makes me. Because it was so me, cruel. It's so cruel i can't even believe the like hunger games of it all that was the twist at the end of that first episode i was like no these people have been through too much oh it was so it's it's really i mean it's really rue leaning into her full mommy dearest and just being like i i don't think it's funny i think it's mm. Good TV, obviously. Mm, mm. But it is just like, wow. That's It's when I'm like, I long for the Great British Bake Off. Not a cruel show. No, this is, I guess I just love, I love um, these queens. And um, I loved, not all, but I loved a majority of this cast. Um, Tina Burner is such an icon, like such a New York legend. Um, so funny. I think I've made out with her. Um, I am so obsessed with Simone. I, I, I can't. Oh. Like, she is so gorgeous. Simone with the, like, pictures dress. Polaroids I, of herself. I was like. It was so good. Oh, Simone so is chic. obviously, like, wins for the beauty so chic, so chic. I mean, just really, really chic. Um, oh, yeah, Candy Simone is the face. so. Who's Candy? Candy was denim boombox. Oh, I love Candy. I yeah. love Candy. I mean, her lip sync. Her lip sync of. Um, was it the Carly Rae song? I really can't remember. Uh, if it, I don't remember. I just remember her face. I remember her face, and it really was a good. It was a really solid sink. Um, the one that that she was competing against 
was so anxious. Like their eyes were just always so shaking. I mean, it's a fearful thing they're doing. I think there's too much, it's too scary. Like when I think about being on that show, it's just too terrifying. So it's mm. hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Gottmik. Um, oh, Gottmik with the amazing makeup and costume. Oh my God. And I, be- and I, I think it's the first, is it the first, it's the first time there's been a trans male on the show. I don't know. As you know, I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, well, and I haven't <laughs> been. I'm not like a. I, I'm not a ride or die with that show. I just Parker had been texting me, and she was like, "You have to watch this episode." Right. And here's, all, so here's some other things. There's a lot that I think is really fascinating about the show. I, I'm not actually very fond of RuPaul, as I've told you. I've heard RuPaul say some really outrageous things on their podcast that I've never listened to that. So I can't don't listen to it. Okay. Um, I think Michelle Visage is very desperate. And I think that Ross Matthews is not funny and that is difficult. So when you have like this whole team of judges that you're not fond, Well, then how do you feel about Carson? I like Carson. Oh, interesting. So yeah, this is not the show for you then. Um, Mm -hmm. It is It is not what you want. I think for me, I just loved the queen on ice skates. I um, Oh my gosh. I I, do, I'm very fond of the contestants, but I feel yeah. bad that they're being put through this incredibly I, humiliating thing. I had to watch so many times. I can't tell you how many times I watched Utica say, I'll get you, RuPaul. Oh that God. really, really got me. I'll get you, Utica RuPaul. was um crazy looking i mean amazing truly a model and also like clown city i know that's her thing that's and i you know and look if a queen from minnesota or wisconsin i got you girl i love how she really made michelle laugh about that strawberry oh it was incredible it was incredible (laughs) michelle like turns through her glass laughing hysterically of all going she's so crazy it was She's really so crazy, which I was like, that's actually not crazy, Michelle. That's like iconic. But um, their glass booths are amazing. I was like, this is the best judging table. The show looks great. Zaldi's like opener for Rue. It, it looked incredible. Rue's wig looked incredible. As what is it? As pork chop went on, I laughed more and more each time it was said. Oh, it was I know. So ridiculous. Rue's makeup is so unbelievable incredible that like when everyone else comes out you're like ooh, you should really practice <laughs> your well, makeup or like get pay someone you know five thousand dollars to do it for that day but ugh, i know because you you're know. like you you look very crusty um, look at rupaul's face really... i mean also rue is clearly being filmed with a different camera oh you know yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Well, I mean, and she also only has like one chicken breast a day, you know. True story. Oh yeah, and like basically won't turn her head. She's like, "This is my angle, right?" And I do not stray from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But, it's like this has it does it was yes was it blood sport, but so was the face and. Um, oh, I know that's true. You know, <laughs> so I kind of. I think it's this thing of like, you have to kind of be ready for that kind of environment. And, oh, 
It's, um, I'm glad you watched it. I really, I love the kind little queen. I can't remember what her name is. She's only been doing drag for like 12 seconds. Oh, And she's so I kind know. that you're like, you're she stunning. She couldn't believe that she beat that mean, that mean drag queen. <laughs> that, that named mean, Rose. That mean drag queen who's like a real competitor. Uh, a competitor. Mean. Yeah. Well, it's a very certain kind of musical theater, what have you. I definitely think I've also met that cruise queen. That rosé person was so stunned. It was. When, when they were like, you leave now. She, she was couldn't like, believe is this actually it. happening? She couldn't believe um, it. Wow, the cruise what about queen. when it cut to like um, Tina Burner, who's like, oh, yeah, well, I heard rosé is here. You know, rosé is for like, I've been on the voice. Oh, incredible. <laughs> and then rosé is like, I like. Tina Burner, but I don't, don't think, she, think likes she likes me. me. And it was really like, see, people know. I was people like, Rosé, can... it's probably because nobody likes you. <laughs> that is mean, Reed. <laughs> that is too mean. Well, Rosé is too full of themselves. She was like, I'm an incredible lip syncer. I'm like, well, you just got beat by this like one month drag queen. Right. Well, and Rosé is also kind of hot and, you know, it's like <sighs> another person, I think. Anyhow, so, um, um, Wait, there was something else. Oh, the the cruise, the dancer. cruise queen. Yes, the cruise queen who was like, "I've my face is full." That was so funny when they were trying to move their eyebrows and she couldn't. Ugh, I lived. Oh, I lived. So funny, really funny. Yeah, and you know who she looks reminds me of? No. Next time you watch it, Martha Plimpton. Oh. Yeah, Show I was me the literally lie. watching her. I was like, I've never seen a face like that. But now that you, you say it's Martha Plimpton, Martha it Plimpton. literally is Martha Plimpton. Honey, do you know what I mean? But it looks like a Martha Plimpton like caricature or like a Martha Plimpton drag or queen. It looks like a Martha Plimpton Martha... drag queen, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's correct. That is the T. I was like, who is this? I've met this person. And that's right. I was like, I haven't met this person. I've met Martha Plimpton. I think we're at our hour, aren't we? Oh, we are. We are. Well, that's it. I, I, on a, to, to close on a note, Martha Plimpton did Head a Gabbler years ago at the public. And when she shot herself at the end, a fan stood up and screamed, Goonies never die. Yeah. And um, it's an iconic story, an iconic New York story. Um, uh, well, calling all, calling all the, the light workers, the witches, the shamans, the medicine workers, uh, we all have lots of work to do um and uh uh let's keep doing it light those fires and burn this shit out um read closing comments from you uh take care of yourself covid is real my mom has it presently and is doing well yeah and i'll add into that my downstairs neighbors have it so COVID is no joke. It is no joke. If you think it's a joke, don't listen to politicians. Don't Mm -mm. listen to the news. Mm -mm. Just listen to doctors in hospitals who are overwhelmed. Completely overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. They are overwhelmed. Um, You watch one of the nurses in LA talk about what she's going through. and, um, And get your vaccine. Please get your vaccine as because it's not you for can. you. It's for all of us. As soon as you can. And in the meantime, wear a mask and stay away from others. 
It's just how it goes right now. All right. That was my PSA for today. Yeah, that's my PSA for today, too. Congratulations, Georgia. Thank you for saving this country. Stacey Abrams in fair fight action. Uh, Of course, with Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff. Bye-bye. We loves you. Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.